Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Welcome back to another episode. Now, this week I have released two short episodes as originally I had them together as one because I just found myself rambling on and on and on. But really, they're two completely different topics, so I thought I'd split them up into more digestible episodes. Now, I also will be taking a break over the holiday period. And as we're in some intense astrological energies for the remainder of the month, I thought I would highlight some of the things that I have noted globally that have continued to unfold and manifest. And I wanted to highlight these briefly today in this episode, as when you start to practice seeing how these universal laws and energies and patterns play out globally, it is then much easier to learn and see and read the patterns and universal laws play out in your own life individually too. This week, after my sweat lodge experience and all of the downloads and energies that I was integrating, I took lots of time to rest and focus on the self as well as focusing on my business recreation, as it is Christmas. It is my busy season. So I've also been finding that balance of focusing on production and keeping stock filled at shops, as well as getting online orders out. So this week I was just feeling lots of gratitude for the manageability and the balance that I've been able to achieve this year. As in previous years, this time has always been super ungrounding and really, really hectic. It would just be go, 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 nonstop, 16-hour days every day for two months. So really, you know, I was just feeling this week, I was feeling that gratefulness of the balance that I have been able to achieve this year, that I've chosen for myself, you know, that's not compromising or unsustainable. And, you know, I'm really beginning to see more and more of the ease, joy, abundance and freedom that I have been consciously choosing and consciously manifesting, you know, just seeing it all really play out. So I wanted to highlight that today as it's important to become conscious or aware of the many ways in which your manifestations can play out and to just be aware and grateful for the things that you've been working towards. And when it does show up or it does manifest, sometimes you can overlook it. You know, sometimes we can be like, oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, I've been working towards that. That makes sense that that's manifesting. But this week I really chose to just sit in that gratitude for all the choices and all of the shadows I've been looking at, all the limiting beliefs I've been looking at that once drove me to work really, really hard and really, really long and compromise myself in an unsustainable way. Now, we are still coming off of the intense eclipse energies and these energies are still lingering. And this intense astrology, you know, has asked us to look at our shadows, to look at all of the things in our lives individually, personally, that are not in the best interest of our highest good. As it's these shadows that are holding us back 
And it's these things or situations or jobs or people in our lives that we manifested from our shadows that are now starting to break down and fall away. You know, everything that's not serving us anymore for who we're turning into is now slowly starting to fade away. Now, I've really noted the collective manifestations of the collective shadows that continue to unfold and that continue to be exposed at this time. From the unfolding Maxwell and Epstein trial and the slew of CEOs of major companies that have stepped down since information has come to light from the trial. Not to mention the fact that Epstein's pilot has also identified some of our world leaders like Justin Trudeau, Clinton and Trump as being on Epstein flights to his private island. Now, it's going to be interesting, to say the very least, to see what else is going to continue to unfold as the trial continues. I've been watching the growing tensions between Russia and Ukraine, how the US is trying to step in and impose sanctions, and how all of this is connected to pipelines, gas, you know, natural resources, as well as the economy and the US dollar. All really Taurus, Taurian energy, right? And then keeping on that theme of the Taurus energy that we're seeing play out right now with the collective shadows, you know, I've also been noting the extreme hunger and food shortage crisis that is also now escalating in Afghanistan. And not to mention the escalated division and segregation of the peoples and their rights to their own health in all of the various countries in the world, kind of like what's happening in Austria right now. But one thing that I have been really curious and and interested in watching is the slow collapse and bankruptcy of Evergrande, China's biggest real estate developer that is very interconnected with the Chinese government and the Chinese economy. They gave the official notice that they will be defaulting on their payment, their overdue payment of many, many, many millions of dollars. And subsequently, this has triggered a slew of other major real estate developers to default on their payments, as they too have many debt issues. Now, I'm really curious about all of this information that's slowly unfolding regarding China's real estate and economy. And international and financial markets are now more connected than ever. So what happens to the Chinese economy and the markets there, the real estate market, will affect certain markets all over the world. That includes here in Canada, Australia, and the US. I also find it super interesting as, to put it frankly, China's real estate is basically just one big Ponzi scheme. Many apartments and condos in China are actually bought by regular people as a place to store their wealth. It's not necessarily for them to live in. So it's common for people in China to buy up apartments or condos Yeah, not to live in or not to rent them out to other people, but to simply just buy as a way to store their money or their wealth. And then what they do is they just sell five years later at a higher price for a profit to someone who, again, doesn't live in the apartment or rent it out. And then they then hold it for a few years and sell to generate a profit yet again. No jokes, if you guys Google China empty cities or China empty apartments, you will see that there are many apartment buildings and even whole entire cities and towns that are built, but then with no one living there. They're like ghost towns. Some of these apartment buildings are just the shell or the exterior with nothing really finished on the inside. It's pretty wild. 
And even though, you know, we don't have exactly that going on in Canada, I actually see many similarities in many people just buying up anything and everything that they can, you know, looking at the last 10 years of how the housing market has escalated and how many people have profited at least 20% since buying the property. So everyone's just been automatically assuming that, real estate and properties are only going to keep going up and up and up and that they will continue to make anywhere from 10 to 50% or 100% profit when they sell. You know, there's been this FOMO kind of energy of like, if you don't get into the market now, you're going to lose making all this money. So many people have bought into the market buying their second, third, fourth homes or apartments, not living in them. You know, they rent it out or perhaps they Airbnb it knowing then that they can turn around and sell it in a year or two for, you know, 20% gains. And all of these apartments and condos and houses that are being sold here aren't necessarily actually worth what people are paying for them. You know, they are run-down, shitty, tear-down houses that are selling for $1.5 million. So China is trying to limit the fallout on the broader housing market which is actually a real issue as real estate in China makes up for about 30% of its economic output and actually makes up to 70% of all household wealth. Now, it's not exactly the same, but I do see similar correlations and trends that are happening here in Canada too. So Beijing has expressed that it does not want to save Evergrande and that it won't tolerate massive debt accumulation that threatens financial stability. As Beijing has previously bailed out and managed highly indebted companies in the last three to four years. So they don't want to see a repeat of that. But, you know, we'll see if they follow through on their word or if they will eventually step in. But, you know, the cost of letting things collapse is quite high. But the cost of not letting things collapse is just as high, you know, in the future, whenever it happens. So it's just a question of when it's best to take the pain and deal with the inevitable. Now, I mention all of this as it's an example of how systems and companies that are not sustainable in many ways, although they can operate successfully for a period of time, at some point they have an ending point. There is only so far that we can go at kicking the can down the road. Ultimately, what is not sustainable and what is not from our higher selves, individually or collectively, or what is not for the greater good of all, will ultimately end. It's finite. You see, when we operate from our fears, our shadows, from greed, from shame, anger, lack, from the thirst for power or control, or basically anything that is from the lower emotions and thoughts on the scale of consciousness, we ultimately will manifest an end result that reflects even more of this lower vibrational energy. It will manifest an end result that reflects this underlying energy of being finite, of not being sustainable, of it having an ending point. And that's why so many collective shadows are coming up at this time. Collective shadows that are interconnected with greed, with power, with wealth accumulation, with inauthenticity, with illusion. And I'm really noting how 
all of these global events that are coming up and all these global shadows that are coming up right now are really all connected to this Taurus energy. And at the very foundation of these global tensions is the thirst for power and control. And now when I say control, or when, you know, you might hear of others saying how governments and corporations just want control, you know, sometimes our minds can go to the very extreme. We can think of countries like North Korea or the rulings of Hitler, but not all governments or corporations necessarily desire control to that extreme level or degree. I mean, sure, maybe some do, (laughs) but, you know, we really have to avoid going to either ends of the spectrums with our assumptions. Maybe some governing bodies do want ultimate control, but there is also the equal potential for them desiring a more subtler level or form of control. And we have to keep this in mind when we're understanding how our governing bodies operate. You know, to not accept an extreme positionality as the be-all and end-all truth, and then not to dismiss certain positionalities as just a conspiracy. Because here's the thing, you guys, truth really can be stranger than fiction sometimes. Control can be desired by governments and corporations as a way to better predict outcomes and as a way for them to achieve more balance and ultimately a more stable economy. And here's the thing, you guys, ultimately, most actions from our governments or from governing bodies or from corporations come from the motivation of achieving a more controlled economy. You know, they're, they're not necessarily all just rubbing their hands, pinky and brain style, thinking, yes, yes, we want to control the world and all of the humans. Ultimately, they're just desiring a more stabilised and controlled way of being profitable. Even with the recent ways in which to implement control with COVID, you know, the lockdowns, the mandates... I mean, yes, one element of control is motivated by wanting the public's health and well-being to be okay, you know, to make sure that the hospitals are not overrun or overcompromised. But here's the thing, you guys, that's not necessarily the only motivation or the one true motivation. No, it's actually all about the economy's health and well-being. You see, at the end of the day, All of the major corporations and governments need us to be well and healthy. They need us to work. They need us to pay taxes, to build the roads, to run the healthcare centres, because they want a strong and healthy GDP. They want a strong and healthy economy so that they, these governing bodies, can continue to operate and exist. At the end of the day, you guys, that's what it all comes down to. You see, without a strong economy and us, the people who feed this strong economy and create this strong economy, they cannot continue to operate and have control like they do now, or they cannot have more control than they do now. So the government will do what it can. It will do what we allow to try to have more control over its economy so that it can have less turbulence and unpredictability in the free market. But here's the thing. You guys already know there is a very, very fine line in having control over others. Boundaries can be pushed. And if that level of control is out of balance, so if it's not sustainable for all, if people's freedoms are too compromised, if wealth equality is too compromised, if things are out of balance and equality is not there, Well, it's not sustainable for all. 
Therefore, it won't last. It'll break down. And society or humanity is at the stage where they are really noticing this, where the divide and the inequality is more prevalent than ever and noticeable than ever, with food inequality, vaccine inequality, wealth disparity, education disparity. With the more of us that realise that these systems that are in place are no longer bringing equality for all, well, the more they'll continue to break down, the more they'll continue to have their shadows exposed, what's not working exposed. And so that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And that's exactly why, you know, these illusions are starting to come to light and are being seen for what they really are and what's really actually going on underneath. You know, their shadows are being exposed. The illusion of the Chinese real estate market, the illusion of our economy being painted as doing fine when the data shows that it's not fine, the illusion of the stock markets being an indicator of a healthy economy when it's not, and the illusions that our media paints and controls. If you choose to do so, you can look around and see that all of this is being brought up. It's been brought to the light. And it's being brought to the light so that we can now create something that is more sustainable, that is more in balance, more equal, more fair. That's the world we're heading into. That's the energies we're heading into. So any systems that are not in alignment with a more healthy and more fair, more sustainable and more balanced system will ultimately start breaking away, will start falling apart. So you look at what's happening in China and with their real estate and you see how these systems, these illusions that this real estate has been operating under is now starting to break down, starting to fall apart. And, you know, whether it's a government or whether it's you wanting to gain control over another person or over situations, or over many people. At the end of the day, we can't control everyone, and we can't control everything. Now, to get all deep and philosophical about it, to do so is not in alignment with God or source energy. It's not in alignment with the energy that is infinite. You see, the desire for control is rooted in fear. It's rooted in the energy that is finite which means there is an ending point to this control, fear-based energy. I mean, we can try. We can try to implement various forms of control over other people or situations, and it may work for longer periods of time. It may operate under the illusion that it's working, but at some point, the root motivating energy will manifest. The root motivating energy that's based in fear will come to light. It will manifest. There will be an ending point because it's rooted in the energy that is finite. And when we try to control situations or control other people, we will experience a form of suffering, both for ourselves and the people or the situations that we're trying to control. Because when we're trying to control things, we're holding on to an attachment. We're attached to how we think things should be or how they should be done. We're holding on to that attachment of trying to control and manipulate the outcome so that we're going to be okay and everything's going to be okay. And what does the Buddha say? The root of suffering is attachment. 
So what we're learning individually and collectively is to accept the knowing that we cannot control and to drop our desire to control absolutely everything or everyone. You know, drop our desire to control people, to control what they should think, what they should do, what they should believe, what they should say. So we're all learning this. We're learning it within our own individual lives, accepting the things that we cannot control. And we're learning this collectively too. Our governing bodies, our governments, corporations are also learning this. And, you know, all years I've been diving further down the rabbit hole, I can see all the ways in which our economy and the various systems and structures within our economy are deeply flawed. And with all of the shadows that are going to continue to collectively be exposed over the next year, I suspect that we will see more global economic failures come to light over the next while. You know, over the next couple of months, we'll continue to have this revolutionary Uranus and Taurus energy that will shake up all things economy related. This Uranus and Taurus energy is completely reinventing our relationships with money, value, material stability, resources, as well as how it is we keep grounded. So that's important to keep in mind and to keep an eye out for, as this energy will continue to ask you to reinvent these relationships with these Taurus aspects individually, you know, in your personal life. And you'll continue to see this play out collectively too over the next little while. So this is just a nice little reminder to align yourself with the opportunities that are also there whilst our financial systems are being reinvented. And I also wanted to bring this up briefly today, as many of you may not be aware of these tensions that are happening globally. You know, our media does not like us to know these things. It does not want us to be aware or conscious of all of these things that are unfolding. But, you know, when we look to how things are unfolding globally, it's much easier to become more aware of how these universal laws of the universe actually work. And it's pretty interesting to see how all of these global shadows are manifesting at this time. And we can see the change is slowly unfolding. We can see that we are growing, we are evolving and healing collectively. And even though these events are painful to acknowledge, you know, to some of you, and if that's the case, look at those pains, look at those triggers, (laughs) see what limiting belief is being activated or triggered. But know that it's all a good thing that everything is coming to light. Because all of these systems and structures and, and shadows have been going on for a very long time. This is nothing new. It's all just been kept underground. But now it's all being brought up into the light. And that's a good thing that things are breaking down, as that is when the breakthroughs of change for the better arises. So keep an eye out for all of these um, evolving and escalating events over the next little while. It really does serve as great practice in learning to identify patterns and energetic laws. So thanks so much, everyone, for listening in. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode that I've also released today as I go into some of the things that we can face during this holiday season. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high-vibe laughs. I can't find the control for my TV. It must be in a remote location.